What do you think about Steve Harper then, Lewis? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Hull City goalkeeper, ex-NUFC, and several others of 265 apps to date. Should have been a lot more. Too late now. That is his Twitter bio. He um, has basically been a sub-goalkeeper for his whole career, and it's quite sad, really, to think about that. And welcome to the 5W Football Podcast. We discuss the who, the what, the where, the when, and the why of the beautiful game. We back after a very long, much longer absence than we had initially anticipated when we did our last episode back in December. Nevertheless, they do say absence makes the heart grow fonder, so hopefully that will become apparent. Unfortunately, we're not in the podcast studio today. We missed our slot this morning. We've kicked some people out of a media booth to, to get here. They were quite disgruntled. Um... Hopefully they get a chance to listen to this and they'll see that our decision to kick them out was justified. Uh, I am joined by Lewis Steele today, who is looking pretty chilled out yeah, on my right-hand side. Yeah, you're correct there. I'm laid back in my chair, thinking about Steve Harper, amongst other things. And yeah. I'm happy to be back, Andrew. Yeah, we should also add that we've spent about five <coughs> minutes trying to sort out the introduction to this. Talking about Steve Harper, who Lewis seems to have a particular fascination with. Uh, what's the reason for that, Lewis? Well, I always start with a pretty much rant or normally just talk about a player. And I couldn't think of a player and I thought, who could I talk about? And then I just said, ask me about Steve Harper, Andrew. And you did. And it took several takes because we started laughing about Steve Harper. We did. Which was quite mean. And if Steve Harper's listened to this, we're very sorry about that. His bio did really upset me, though. Yeah. Yeah, always the bride. Subkeeper for about twenty-five years. Yeah, some people like it, don't they? I don't know if I would. No. Yeah. I mean, you were pretty good on the actual pitch the other day, weren't you? No comment. I was okay. Was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just the eleven nil win. Uh, I've also got Jack Perry, yeah, the professional athlete that he is, may or may not be related to Fred Perry. Um, <laughs> it keeps coming back, the question, it, it, you know, it's never going to go away. Well, I can't avoid it, can I? <laughs> good afternoon, Andrew. Good, uh, good afternoon, I forgot it was the afternoon, then. I was thinking it was still morning, uh, but you're spot on, you're quite right. Uh, have you trained this morning, Jack? I have, I've been in the gym, and I feel like I've used all my energy today on that, so hopefully my performance will not show that, but we'll see how it goes. Perfect. And I've also got a Barney Stevenson. In the far corner, um, we'll get the usual description of what he's wearing out the way. Uh, he's got some nice blue jeans, some white trainers. They're very simple. I'm going to say light grey t-shirt. And yeah, right. the, the big one today is that he's got a hat on. Um, I've got to say he looks a bit like a builder, and that's not in any way supposed yeah. to be derogatory. No, I absolutely agree with that. It's the sort of the hungover look I was going for. I thought if I went for a bit of a working man's look, it might... Um, I don't know, it might sort of show how I'm, <laughs> how I'm feeling today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we did have a little bit of a, a celebration last night after finishing our exams, uh, hence us missing our morning slot for the podcast. Um, you may have seen um, a picture of Barney Stevenson in the pub yesterday. Um, Lewis Steele was supposed to be going to Burton v Manchester City yesterday. I was meant to be going to City, but I didn't in the end, did I? Which was, uh, but I did make up for. It. I had a few pints of beer that were brewed in Burton on Trent in the pub last night. Um, I must make it clear that I um, don't drink Carling that regularly, but um, 
I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was needed uh, after a long day of exams. Mm. I moved on to the uh, the better sides of drinks as the night grew older, though. Yeah, it's interesting the Burton on Chan thing as well because is that not where the St George's Park place is as well, or it's nearby there? Isn't it? There, which is it? interesting. It is along that motorway street somewhere. Yeah. Um, it has been a while since we were last here. Um, I feel like we should have a brief run through of what we've been getting up to in our everyday non-podcasting lives. Barney, what have you been up to, mate? Um, well, I've been sorting my flat out a lot over Christmas, generally being a bit of a sort of stay-at-home husband. <laughs> are, you, are you married? I am married, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mention that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I should have probably started with that, actually. So yeah, got married. Got married, yeah. Got married. <laughs> <laughs> You've been working Who too? Uh, oh yeah, and of course, so when I've not been <laughs> a house husband, I've um, actually taken a slightly different career path um, recently, and I've been a caretaker at a primary school, which has been a very rewarding job. Um, I feel like I've made a big difference, I've been able to really give something back, and yeah, I've had a great time doing that. Excellent. I must say the the current attire as well is quite in keeping mm. with the mm. the yeah, look, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess um, it's probably influenced my look a little bit. Yeah. My, my time as a caretaker. Yeah. Mm. Probably had a bit of an impact on that. What kind of thing did you have to deal with over the Christmas? Um, I had to take out the bins. Mm. I missed the bin collection. The one bin collection that I was going to do. <laughs> so there was a there's a little bit of a pile up at the school that I worked at, but. I don't think I'd be willing to take full responsibility for that. I think other people could have chipped in with helping with the bins if they wanted to. Like the they, kids. The yeah. kids could have done something. Yeah. If, if they really wanted to be in a clean school, they could have helped or not, not dropped litter. <laughs> Tried to reduce waste. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the sort of thing I've been getting up to for getting to do the bins. Brilliant. Jack, any caretaking for you? No, I, I, I stayed clear of caretaking over Christmas. Um, I was just mostly engrossed in, in law revision, unfortunately. As you mentioned earlier, we've just finished them, um, which I'm very pleased about. But no, I just had a very relaxing time over Christmas. Fabulous. Um, Lewis, anything, anything you'd like to add to the kind of christmas e? Not really. I'm quite shocked by Barney's role as a caretaker. <laughs> caretaker. It was, it was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite worried to walk home with him. I think like, he might get me into <laughs> a bit of mischief. Why can't he start wolf whistling people or something? Like. No, no, absolutely not. I'm an extremely sort of ethical caretaker. But judging yeah. by his attire, I'm not sure he will be walking. <laughs> might be picking me up in his transit van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I when I kind of saw him through the the cafe windows before, I was thinking he was looking. I've used the word dishevelled before, but it's definitely you used, you used the word dishevelled every Shady. single time you describe our look. <laughs> <laughs> you always say it as though I don't usually look dishevelled and you're surprised to see me looking dishevelled, but you always tell me I look dishevelled. We yeah. finished the exam the other day and you were like, you're looking quite dishevelled. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Um, <clears throat> I think, I'll start with the question, I think. Um, we got some good. We had some good responses on the Twitter to our shout out for some questions, which is good. Um, so thank you for that. Please do keep getting involved because that's what it's all about for us. Uh, one from Utility Ram, who asks about one hundred million pound transfers. Um, so do they get their money's worth? Presumably, do the clubs get their money's worth when they spend 
100 million on players, so I think this is on the back of all the rumours about Frankie de Jong, who looks like he is indeed going to Barcelona uh, after being linked with Manchester City for quite a long period of time. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Lewis, as, as a Manchester City fan? Um, well, as you know, I have a strong admiration for Frankie uh, de Jong. Frankie. Frank, Franke. But now... Um, <laughs> Now I have to nip that in the bud. Um, I'm happy that he didn't go to PSG, uh, who are now apparently in for Allen, who has the best name in football, I reckon. Big uh, the m- midfielder for Napoli. Um, that'll be a funny one in the stands, shouting, Allen! Like, <laughs> like a uh, festival. But yeah, Frankie, Frankie to Barca does make sense. And, and uh, well, I'm very happy he didn't go to PSG, because I think that would have been for the money. But Barca, you can't really argue, he's probably been sold the dream that'll be Busquets uh, version 2 or Pep Guardiola version 3, you could say. Yeah. What um, else do you get up to at festivals then? Is it mainly just shouting Alan? I don't really go to that many festivals. I don't shout Alan. <laughs> if I was to shout a name, it would probably be something different than Alan. Steve? No, I'd probably go something more continental. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other, other, mid, other midfielders' names. <laughs> South say. African. Frankie. 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 Yeah, I probably would go with Frankie. Although you probably. His uh, name is Frankie, though, isn't it? It is Frankie, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the name, he's a very like good looking chap. He is a good looking yeah, chap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced yeah. by that, really. You're not convinced by him being good looking? No, no. Is he worth 100 million, though, Jack? He's not good looking enough for a 100 million player. Interesting. Right, I would argue. Um, is, was he actually 100 million? Is that 90 million euros. Okay. Is he, is he, is he, I've not watched much of him. Is he worth that? I have no. not seen him play. It yeah. seems a very player. high fee for someone that I've only watched on YouTube clips. Um, I did watch him once, actually, uh, for Ajax. I think they were playing against, I don't know, maybe Bayern Munich. And he was very good. Um, and I think he will go on to be the next big defensive midfielder of his generation his passing range is good so I think yeah. he's what is he is he still a teenager is he he's, 20 he's 21 years old yeah. 21 so mathematically if he gives Barca <coughs> 10 seasons that's 9 million euros a season you're spot on and if they wield 5 La, well, 6 La Ligas in that time which is a majority I think he's worth the money so Alan, on the other hand, they don't throw 100 million to PSG. I mean, they've spent a lot recently on players, haven't they? Barcelona. I mean, they they got obviously Neymar went, but then they they brought Dembele in for a lot. Uh, Coutinho obviously came in for a lot, and there's been some reports of him struggling a bit. It seems I, I don't know. Do you think that they're trying to eventually get to a stage where they they're building for no Messi? Could there be an element of that? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, the amount of attacking players as well that they're bringing in like you say sort of Dembele mm. they brought Malcolm in as well Malcolm, didn't they? Yeah, Malcolm, true. Um, I don't think it, maybe Dembele is good enough to eventually step in I mean obviously no one's going to replace Messi which I know is something that's said a lot but so I guess I guess all they can do is try to get the next kind of best thing I think Dembele could be one of those players who's kind of Ballon d'Or-ish in five years yeah. time maybe mm. Well, Raheem Sterling's winning it this year, isn't he? Well, that was it. I didn't actually... It is this year now, isn't it? The theory was that my theory came out a bit wrong. I thought that if City won the league, which I don't think they will, and the Champions League, I thought he would deserve it. But I don't think they will win either of those. But yeah, yeah, I think Barca's transfer strategy is a bit strange. They're not normally a 
massive buying club, well, are they? Yeah, being strange. I mean, they've just bought in Burteng as well, haven't they? So it's getting yeah, yeah, completely forgot about getting that. even stranger. I like that guy though. He's a I I like him a lot. I, I do think it's a bit of a bizarre signing. I, I mean, apparently he couldn't believe it either, which I'm not really surprised mm. about either. Yeah, their transfer policies seems to be going away from is it La Cantera? La Masia. La Masia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's much less about sort of getting in local young talent. It seems mm. like a few, you know, five years ago they would have never signed a player like Kevin. I Bartone. do, I do feel like their no. signings are never really like blockbuster names, though. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. he, like Coutinho and Dembele are more like players that you can imagine fitting, and De Jong as well, like yeah. fitting. But yeah. they're not like not like the Galacticos or United signing. Yeah. Big names for no reason, that kind of... Yeah, they had Paulinho as well, who yeah, was a slightly yeah. peculiar yeah. sign. But even when they had that team in like 2011, which a lot of people say is maybe the best ever club side in football, they st- on the bench, they still had a lot of... They were relying on youth players a lot of the time, which is a kind of characteristic, I guess, of, of Barcelona. Like you've just said, they don't tend to have the big stars on the bench, so maybe there's a little bit of a shift. It was an extremely Spanish team as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that it was. 2011 yeah, team, it was. there weren't that many foreign players. Yeah, Especially, yeah. I mean, if you kind of you can pretty much count Messi. As yeah, Spanish yeah, that is. Messi you could probably valid. pin it on the fact that they they had this sort of policy in the last presidency where they would recruit from within with managers. Mm. So, like Guardiola managed uh, the B team when they were in the fourth team. <laughs> which is the League 2 equivalent, obviously. Mm. Um, and then when he came in, he brought through the likes of Busquets, Pedro, um, other players like that. Maybe PK was signed, but he was from La Masia originally. Um, and they've sort of gone away from that with getting Ernesto Valverde as the coach at the moment. So maybe... Who's maybe, the president at the moment, do you know? I think it might be Sandro Rosell. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh, Bartomeu, isn't it? Is it? It's, yeah. yeah. They often seem to have the same guys that like come yeah, like, back from the side. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, interesting. Um, speaking of Kevin Prince Boateng, that brings me nicely onto Ghana. Um, I was talking to a man in the cafe before. I don't think you were there at this point, Jack. But uh, I was getting a, ca- a coffee in the cafe before, and I was wearing my my Ghana coat. And the man's kind of like peering in at me and like looking at the badge and I was like, oh yeah, it's Ghana. And he was like, oh yeah, good good team. And then we were talking about 2010 World Cup and the Suarez handball on the line and all that kind of thing. They do seem to have dropped off a little bit um, in recent years, Ghana. What, who's your favourite Ghanaian football player of all time, Lewis? Um, ooh, that's put me on the spot. I'm going to have to go with Asamo Jan. Yeah, I am. that's a good shout. Um, I have very fond memories of the 2010 World Cup and I, thinking about it now, I still feel quite angry that they didn't win that game against Uruguay. Do you remember when um, Luis Suarez got sent off for handballing it on the line mm-hmm. um, and then I think Uruguay may have gone on to win on penalties and yeah. I think John may have missed his original penalty. He scored in the shootout though, didn't Yeah, he? but he missed the one that he got for Suarez. Mm. He may have hit, the, hit bar. the bar. Mm. That was one of the World Cup memories that has st- stuck with me, so I'm going to have to go with Asimo Jan. And he won number two, which was at Sunderland for a while, I think, which is quite strange. Two or three. Might have been three. But, but yeah, I like that. But, yeah. That was number three. My favourite Ghanaian player is Junior Goga. Bristol Rovers? Bristol Rovers, Nottingham Forest, but was also a star of Ghana's 2008 African Cup of Nations. Wonderful. Runners-up side. Yeah. 
You would look, look very happy with yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackie, you got any Ghana players you want to throw in there? I think the obvious one, Essien, is yeah. in it, just purely mm-hmm. for that goal. That goal against, was it Arsenal? I think it was Arsenal, yeah. Ooh, that outside of the foot bend. That's just one of my favourite goals, that I think. Yeah, uh, we've got another question from Angus Gustavo Williams, um, who is um, a journalism course mate of ours. And I think it's a two-part question. The first part was about, I think it was particularly about Lewis and Barney's beers, but I see no reason why this can't apply to you. And that you all t- tend to keep very uniform lengths of beers. Um, how do, do do you coordinate that between you? You know, do you, do you share tips on, on shaving? <laughs> I have a particularly um, sort of, I have a special routine that's generally, I shave probably maybe once a week or once every two weeks. I go, I usually cut it down to about a three, I think. Mm. And then underneath, I go to a two. (laughs) And then a one. (laughs) You have a... And then a clean shave on the neck. (laughs) Skin fade. Skin fade, my beard. Yeah, that's something I've been doing for about the last three months. I don't really know what made me get into it, but I I started doing it. I quite like it. You clean shave below there. I mean, it's not clean shaven at the minute, but yeah, I don't like having a a hairy neck. Does it connect up to your chest? I don't know. I think it might, but I never want that to happen. (laughs) Fantastic. Find me a football podcast out there that discusses, you know. Beard fades. Um, Jack, how, how's your shaving going at the moment? It's all right. I went, I went clean shaving over Christmas actually, and it was a, a bad decision to be honest. I looked quite young. Mm. But I'm the same actually. I do a little skin fade from the, from here, right? Uh, step the kind of sideburn area, yeah. rather than from the neck, which I think is a very interesting idea. What? Well, so do you go shorter towards go short the hair? hair. Yeah, mm. the thing is, if I've just got my hair cut, then I've got skin fade in yeah, the hair, and then I like, can go down as well. I might kind of experiment with that over the weekend. Oh, yeah. a little bit. I might maybe I'll try your technique. We'll, we'll swap. Discuss. Them. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we'll see. How it goes. And how long do you spend shaving? I don't know. It's one of those things that I think, like, I was thinking, uh, probably only about ten minutes, but I think actually when I actually do it, it probably takes me ages. It's a very intricate process. Do you, go, do you, do you, wet, do you wet shave down? No, no. I'm, 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 I'm a big proprietor of the. Uh, of, proprietor. <laughs> of, uh, the wet know, shave. Wet shave. Yeah. I got a wet shave. I got a full-on clean, like, wet shave at a barber's last January. Mm. And yeah, I don't. Uh, I got like, very got my beard done at barber's. When I was it? Was yeah. Experience. Well, it was sort of a good experience. I felt. I was. I felt sort of like it, it was quite a, an exciting thing to be doing but mm. they uh, they like get a very hot towel and they gently press it against your face and then he was like is that temperature alright and it was fine if it was just gentle and so I was like yeah that's fine and then he really shoved the towel against my face and I couldn't breathe for about 30 seconds which was quite stressful being in a barbershop environment because I couldn't see anything yeah. and I couldn't breathe that does sound I could tell that there were probably people watching me not be able to breathe and I didn't know how to react it wasn't very nice at all mm-hmm. the barbers I go to the moment do the whole um, flaming of the ears thing have you ever had that done that's yeah. quite I haven't an like. yeah. is that in Golden Scissors it, it is my friend great yes. little shout out there to our um, friends at Golden Scissors it gives a free haircut my man yes, um, or a beard trim I've got a quote actually that I've just thought about um, which is why I've moved the laptop away so that Lewis can't see. This is a, a quote that I particularly like and it's appropriate to this. Nothing to do with football, but anyway. 
<laughs> the quote was as follows. If you save 15 minutes a day by not shaving your beard, you gain about 10 days a year that you can devote to work, to reading, to sport, to whatever you like. And you save on razors, soap, and hot water, too. Who do you think that's from? It's from... Is it, is it's not related it's not to football. What, no. year, what year was this said in, please? I don't know what year this was said, but it's from a certain Cuban dictator. Uh, Fidel. Yeah, yeah. It is indeed. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that one in again. Not really. Not so really. So was that official sort of Cuban state policy to not shave and to spend your time doing other? It's just an interesting things. idea, though. But I don't. I'm not sure I really agree with Fidel on that one. Yeah. To be honest, um, <laughs> I just feel like you know when you're thinking about shaving, you, you, you probably well, by the time you get round to it, you're just going to sit around on your phone. Maybe Do you know what I mean? Like you're wasting yeah. time anyway. Yeah. So if you don't shave, you're just going to continue wasting time, I think. Unless you specifically say, I'm not going to shave, I'm going to go and read right now instead, which yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do personally. But Fantastic. Fidel clearly did. Um, so, yeah, that, that was Angus Williams's question. Was there another question for Angus? <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a football component to, um, to the question, and it was about, it concerns uh, Gonzalo Higuain's move to Chelsea. And basically, if, if the... the, the you think he'll be a success? Struggling to get words out there. Um, if we think he'll be a success at Chelsea, what do you think, Lewis? Um, do we know how much they've paid for him? Is it a loan so with an obligation to buy sort of deal? I don't know if it's an obligation. Or an option. Is it from Milan as well? Yeah. I'm very confused about his. Milan loaned him. Juve just want rid of his wages, basically, because they brought Ronaldo in. So obviously he's on loan. Sign players like Chan and obviously had Ramsey, they got on a lot of money. Do they just need him off the wage bill? Yeah, well, they always. bought him for a hell of a lot. Mm. Yeah, it was like 70 million, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, which was quite a lot in 2000 and whenever it happened, 14, mm. 15 maybe. I, I'm quite a big fan of Higuain, or I have, I have been for most of his careers. I looked at it the other day, he's got one of the, well, I don't know how to describe it, but his career path is exceptional, really. It's like, is it River Plate to Madrid to. Napoli to Juve and now to Chelsea he's played at some pretty big teams there and he's scored goals wherever he's been um, but I don't know whether Chelsea have this thing where they seem to sign strikers when they're past their best mm-hmm. you think of Torres Shevchenko Got Pato in as well, didn't they? Yeah. Falcao in there as well. Falcao, Falcao yeah. So he could fall into that category, but I think maybe what may do it for him is Mauricio Sarri, who's been getting a lot of stick this week, but I think maybe Sarri is the manager that got the best out of Higuain at Napoli. Mm. I do and, think. Oh, go on, no, finish it. And I think maybe he could again with Hazard on the left and Pulisic next season yeah. on the right. That's what I was going to say. I think it just it depends how Chelsea because at the moment like Chelsea are really struggling to create. Yeah. Anything. I think that's partly down to not having a strike like playing Hazard as a false nine has been kind of established that doesn't really work very well. So it does depend whether they can create things with him on the left. Um, so I almost think it's not really down to how good Higuain is mm. at Chelsea. It's almost how well they play around him because I think he's going to if he gets chances he's going to score. But just. It's a bit strange how Bob Morata's actually been. Yeah, he came with a pretty good reputation. Yeah, and he'd had a similar sort of um, career path, yeah. like Madrid to to Italy. To Italy yeah, um, conference had just departed, seemingly. Yeah, but it's a bit strange. Like he's not. We talk about Morata like he's not played for Real Madrid. Like mm. the the people are like, oh, they can't put Morata in there. It's like why he's he's good. Yeah, like, but he's he never the kind of frontline guy. There was no. He, he nearly went to maybe. United, but I think. 
United chose Lukaku instead. Yeah. yeah. Which was a weird one because at the time everyone was kind of slaying the decision to go with Lukaku. And I know Lukaku's on the bench at the moment, but I mean, going for a proven Premier League goal scorer does seem yeah. to have been the better option now. But yeah. Easy with hindsight, isn't it? Well, it's all about rough these days, anyway, isn't it? But he didn't even get in the 18, Murata, a lot. Like when he was fit as well, it was a bit. It's a bit similar to Lorente. The way they spoke about him as though he'd never played a game of football before. Like, oh, yeah. oh how are they going to manage with Lorente? But he again, he's been at Juve and scored as well. And he's had a weird career now. Yeah, he, I, I don't, I don't rate him like, but no, I don't particularly. Although I think he's probably quite. I think he's at Spurs, isn't he? I think he's a good player to have as a backup striker. Really, he, he can well do a job. Yeah, he's yeah, he did well that year at Swansea. Yeah, um, I mean, he did actually. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got got a few goals, and he's just always been I do very, very good in the air. I guess I remember him bullying United in yeah uh, for Bilbao a few years ago, yeah, yeah, and I remember, I remember thinking because I think Herrera was in that team as well. It was Bielsa's athletic? Club. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they were they were really good, and he, he led the line very well from there. So there's a quote from Carlos Tevez on him because they played up front together at Juve. Can't think who would have been Juve manager at the time. Um, but he said, perhaps you're useful for basketball, but in football I've never had a worse strike partner. <laughs> <laughs> That's really horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Tevez has played alongside Bobby Zamora, apparently. At West, West, West Ham, Ham, yeah. But Bobby Zamora's a good player, but it's quite a strange quote. He's loved by um, Everyone. the clubs he's played for. Yeah, he's one of those players that's loved everywhere. Yeah. He's scored some very good goals mm. as well, I feel. There's a couple of volleys in his repertoire. There was a few. There was a few shouts to have him as number twenty-five on our advent calendar from a few Brighton supporters that I'm that I know. Mm. Mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a Hoover to advertise, I believe, haven't we? Uh, I think we have. Yeah, I've yeah. recently invested in Hoover. I know Barney's in the market for a Hoover. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very much in the market for a Hoover, actually. Because, I mean, <laughs> why? Why is that, Claire? Uh, got a, got a relatively new flat. I mean, it's not. Oh, is this your flat in Hull? Yeah. Don't have a Hoover, and right. uh, we usually borrow my girlfriend's mum's Hoover. Right. Um, Do you mean well, wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I mean, I've got my wife in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Your culture. Um, so we usually borrow her Hoover. But it wasn't available over the weekend, so I had to ask my mum to borrow the Hoover from hers, and she was not happy about bringing it around at all. So yeah. I think it's probably time that I step up and buy a Hoover. Mm. Well, well and that's where Jack comes in. Yeah. I would recommend the Von House uh, vacuum yeah. stick cleaner. I think it is. Oh, a lovely stick cleaner. Yeah, that's what it's known as. Yeah. Um, in a lovely burnt orange. I think there are other colours available. But burnt orange? Burnt I've orange. never heard of that burnt before. Orange burnt orange sounds good to me. I've yeah. never heard of that sounds before. Sounds like a cocktail. I mean, is that burnt orange? Maybe it is. Or is that a bit too yeah, red? No, it sounds like what happens when you don't apply sun cream diligently enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, your phone is a bit more of a bright that's, orange. That's more that's amber. So we're thinking orange. more Hull City than Blackpool? Yes. 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 Not tangerine, yeah, yeah, more yeah. amber yeah. than... Tambourine. Which I don't know, but I don't know the Tambourine, aesthetics of your. <laughs> I don't know the aesthetics of your apartment, but would a burnt orange fit? I think it could go very nicely. Yeah. yeah, we've got there's sort of a bit of there's some reds and oranges around anyway, oh, so yeah. it could really complement them quite nicely. Yeah, I think that we may have 
just got a Guinness World Record for the longest ever conversation about Hoovers. <laughs> We've got it's Ian. a very adult conversation. And Hoovers in this is to, it's like a DIY useful little exactly, segment. Exactly. Yeah, is this the most adult purchase you've ever made? Well, I was saying to Barney before I've shown him my um, search history on Amazon, and it's looking very adult. For yeah, yeah. I've got. Yeah. I think I've got an ironing board there. Iron Hoover toothbrush head, toothbrush heads. Nice. It's a very. I, I, I made a I made a trip to Tesco for a light bulb last week. That is. It's one of the other yeah. things I need to do in the next week, actually. And I got there and didn't know which one I needed, so That's I sort why of. Got on yet. I what sort did you of go for? Did you made made a gamble. Um, a screw or a. Yeah, a screw on just for a little lamp in my. Uh, <laughs> My room, my office. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. It worked well. Very good. It illuminates the the room quite well. But I think we should maybe leave the conversation of household. I was <laughs> really <laughs> enjoying it. I just yeah. I was, I was just, just going to quickly ask what kind of wattage you went for. I think it was in the range of thirty to forty. Because mm. I, I invested in a seventy to eight, and it was a bit too bright. So yeah. I think that was a sensible move. Yeah. And you got energy saving light bulbs to bring into the argument as well, but um, we won't. <laughs> we'll, we'll end that there. Um, Maybe we I, should pitch to being q that we'll do a podcast for them. We could do, yeah. yeah. I've got a lot more thoughts on. I've got a lot to add. Yeah, yeah. 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 In fact, being q would be great because they've. I'm sure they've yeah. got a burnt orange actually in their paint. We always had that idea, didn't we, about the 5W? Do you remember when I was saying that when you Google 5W football, it yeah. comes up with that light that light bulb? Mm. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe that can come back in. Maybe we can yeah, partner up with yeah. B&Q. Yeah. If there are any representatives of B&Q listening out yeah. there, please do get in touch. You know where we are. Get involved. Contact us on Twitter. If you want to come on the show, come on the show. Yeah. Um, bring your light bulbs along, please. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be an illuminating discussion. <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about goal celebrations, uh, which is just something I had on my mind. I don't really know where it'll go. But I, d- I don't know what this came from, but goal, goal celebrations. Lewis, you, you're, you're not much of a celebrator, are you, when it comes to, comes to goals? You get very excited in terms of saving them. Yeah, but, well, I get into this sort of, if I'm having a good game, about halfway through it, I'll turn into like a... You know that there's always like them cliches of goalkeepers being a psycho. Yes. I do turn into a psychopath and like <laughs> every save I make I like celebrate it like mad. Or like there was a time where we were seeing out the clean sheet the other night and I was I was thinking if it comes to me I'm just gonna like kick the ball into the trees mm. just to run down the clock. Um and I do like a good celebration of saves. But goals I'm a bit muted. I sort of had a bit when I scored last week I sort of did a a little fist pump, and I felt that was a bit over the top for five aside. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got to say I'm a fan of goalkeeper celebrations in general. And when you see a goalkeeper make a save, and then all the teammates come around and just yeah, yeah. Put, give him a yeah, push, yeah. maybe a slap in the face, and yeah, yeah. it's all a bit. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, I, yeah, I would not. Want I that. love the goalkeeper push away when the goalkeeper's yeah. making yeah. the save, and they're all going over to congratulate him. I love the angry goalkeeper who's like, "No, you should be. You know, you should be." Yeah, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's what I mean like. about the psycho. Psycho thing, instead of like celebrating the save, you're like, how have you let them get that shot away, lads? You just have to have a go rather than save. But mm. I just think every goalkeeper, when that happens, they know they're performing for the cameras because they yeah. know that if the game's televised, all the cameras are on them at that point. So they're basically an actor at that stage. Um, Barney, you're not much of a celebrator, are you? You're kind of a fist pumping guy. Yeah, kind of. I think I, I do sort of release a little bit of something after a goal, generally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I release a bit, <laughs> bit of emotion. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing else. else. <laughs> Nothing physical. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, no, I, I'm not. Um, I'm certainly not a fan of a choreographed celebration. No. Although I remember no. when 
I was a Sunday league player when I was about... <laughs> back in the day. Well, it's back in the day. It's about 10 years ago. Um, when I was about 12, I used to wear a Superman shirt underneath, <laughs> 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 underneath my shirt in case I scored. And I was going to reveal a Superman shirt. But um, I never scored, so thankfully uh, that never happened. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, you know, the before it got banned, you, you, you used to be able to lift your shirt up to a message. Yeah. And it was happening a lot around 2012 sort of time. And it just, every time I see him, I just wonder how many messages we've missed because that player's not scored on the yeah, day. That's a good that's Very valid. Yeah. Because very, the City, very, there was an interview with the City kid, kit man, um, Chappie. That guy from um, the Dock, or Nothing? No, not him, the older, the, the old one that he, before... Oh, right. Before James Collins started working there, um, or Brandon yeah, Ashton, James, as he's James as Collins, he's, the uh, the, the ex-West Ham, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is he still at West Ham? No, he's uh, he's on loan at Ipswich at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how many there, how many celebrations we've missed because they've not scored? That upsets me. Yeah, very valid point. Yeah. Um, we'll move off to goal celebrations. That was a bit of a weird one. Um, <laughs> Jack Perry has asked a question. And then Jack Perry is actually here to answer it. Jack, you've asked yourself a question about your favourite chip finishes of all time. Very good question. So who better, who better to answer it than your, yourself? <laughs> well, I have to say mine would be Nani against Arsenal. Because, right. I mean, he loved a chip finish. He's got many um, in his career that he should be proud of. But he had one where he chopped in from the right against Arsenal through two players. I think he beat another man right to the byline and then mm. somehow managed to chip the keeper from a ridiculous angle. Um, I think it was like Palmchi Song then ran it in on the line, but it did go down as Nani's goal. So that would be my favourite one, yeah. Beautiful, Barney. Are we speaking specifically think? Well, that, there's here, another, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. argument there, general. isn't there, that we need to define. This, I have very yeah. strong feelings on this. The dink, the chip, the, the, the scoop. Yeah. This is, I mean, I'm coming here with the old Carol Poborski for Czech that's Republic. A classic, that, that's a scoop, though. Yeah, that's. Mm. I Rather think that's than a dink. category. Yeah. And also Di Maria's against Leicester. That was pretty amazing. Was that, was oh, yeah, that a scoop as opposed yeah, to that a dink? Was a, yeah. I'd say I think scoop, it, yeah. the, the way to define is what part of your foot you use to do it. Yeah. Mm. So if you're using your laces, it's a lob. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking yeah. uh, Ronaldinho yeah. 2002. Yeah, that's the one I had in my head. To some extent, Zlatan, even though it was an overhead kick, it did still lob, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a, chip, a chip is more where you run in and then like, like scoop your foot in, under it over the keeper and a dink is like the classic messy running at pace yeah, and just it. dinking the keeper yeah. ending Boateng so you think you'd say because I thought you were describing more of a scoop there with a, if you get your foot underneath it and lift it yeah you say that's a chip I'd say that's a scoop yeah a scoop, I'd say that's yeah, a scoop yeah. I'd say a chip is when you you, you kind of stop just, your foot yeah, just yeah. under the ball and you get a bit of backspin on it like the messy sort of, or is that yeah, a big, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, it was yeah. the way kind of Nanny did it as well. I think that, that kind of. Thing. I watched a good video yesterday. I think United may have tweeted it. They, they must do like a goal of the day sort of video every day. It was one of Rooney in in like maybe two thousand and eight sort of time running, 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 then dinking the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper like dives one way and the, the, the just chips it like with the outside of his foot. I love them goals. It was also. Um, a very good YouTube compilation, I think, of Francesco Totti's yeah, he's chipped goals. Mm. There, very, very good. Yeah, one against Inter Milan, where he sort of runs with the ball from just in his own half, I think, runs mm. through and then lobs the keeper from well outside the box, and that's a very, very good goal. 
It does look stupid when it doesn't come off, though. I remember yeah. vividly. I've never really forgiven him for it, even though he was one of my favourite players. It was Danny Welbeck against Bayern Munich. I don't know if anyone remembers this. And he was through one on one against Neuer. I think it was the quarterfinals. It was nil nil. And he went to. I think I had him. I think I had a tenner on him first goal score as well. So I was even more mm. fuming. But he um, he tried to chip Neuer, and Neuer just stood there and caught it. And it was just him one on one yeah. on his own. And it just. He just. It was such an easy finish, and he tried to make it. I don't know. Fancy. It is a good technique to finish, but not. Not when he tried to do it. There's uh, the Penenka penalty as well, yeah, which is nice. a classic example of a chipped mm. goal, isn't it? If they're going. Zidane's in the final of 2006 World Cup yeah. against Buffon, went in off the bar. Perlo's that ended Joe Hart's career. Yeah, which I actually, I mean, I remember being pretty heartbroken at the time about that, but looking back on it, yeah, looking back on it, I. I really don't like Joe Hart. I, I really like, like Perlo, and when Joe Hart is doing that sort of stuff on the line, those stupid faces, it actually <laughs> I get yeah. quite a lot of joy out of seeing Perlo score that goal against mm. him. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a shame what's happened to Joe Hart, but he had a decent run a while ago. Uh, we had a request from a um, good friend of the show, Joe slash Simon Carl, um, who wants <laughs> he runs his own little radio show. <clears throat> He wants us to do football manager impersonation, which Lewis Dale's particularly up for. I'm not. I don't, I'm think, not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I don't think Jack Perry and Barney Stevenson no. are quite as up for it. Um, but I've mentioned it now, so Lewis, you're going to have to give us one of it. Well, I think what a good thing to do would be to do an impression and you have to guess who it is. Go on, then. I don't know, because I just do Sean Dyche. And I was going to say, you must have a good Sean Dyche in you. Yeah, I've got a good Sean Dyche. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Sean Dyche. Moving on. Uh, the EFL Championship. We don't often talk about it, but we're quite well placed here. To ask Barney Stevenson, what the hell is going on at Hull City? Yeah, I don't actually really understand why we are so good at the moment, because... Very little has actually changed at the club since we were probably the worst team in the league back in <coughs> the first few months of the season. I think, really, I mean, a lot of Hull fans were calling for Nigel Atkins to be sacked back in sort of October. So I think, you know, sticking with him has proven to be a very good decision. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has been about Atkins just having time to sort of to get his tactics perfected and for the team to sort of settle in a bit. I mean, the wingers, Bowen and Grosicki, are probably, well, they are the best wing wingers in the championship, I'd I say. thought you were going to say the world. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly the world. Um, yeah, and Jared Bowen's goal-scoring form has been pretty remarkable. I'm a little bit sort of confused as to why defenders haven't, figured out that really most of the time all they need to do to stop him scoring the goals is just to show him onto his right foot and not let him cut inside. I mean, I know that's obviously easier said than done because he is a very good player, but the goals that he scores are very, very similar. So you'd think defenders would maybe make a bit more effort to show him onto the right foot than they seem to be doing. But I mean, long may that continue. We had quite a strange conversation about Hull City the other day and Fraser Campbell it was about actually because Barney told me last week about a career mode that he's that he had that he had to quit because Fraser Campbell was laid off for eight months with a I yeah. presume it was some sort of ACL sort of injury. 
Yeah. And I, I went home been. feeling quite disheartened about Fraser Campbell being injured. And I came back about a week later and he, I think Barney may have mentioned that Campbell had a good game at the weekend and I was thinking, what? How? <laughs> 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 oh, he, he's out for eight months. <laughs> so that's an example of where FIFA and real life football are blended together in my head, which happens <laughs> a little bit sometimes. It, it was a very sort of distressing start to my... Uh, the Christmas period for me, that career mode that mm. I had to abort due to um, Fraser Campbell getting that eight-month injury. It was going quite nicely for me. Mm. I'd made a few nice signings. It was the first career mode I'd done on FIFA 19. And then uh, Campbell did his ACL and I just had to... Who are you with now? Uh, I'm currently doing one as Napoli, actually. But I've been flitting about all over them. the place. They don't have a stick. I like don't have their stadium, yeah. but I have got the stadium. I've changed their stadium so it's the one that looks most like. Is it the San Paolo? Yeah, yeah. Or San Paolo? You've, you've been, have you? No, I went, you to, went, last I year. went to uh, Olympico. Stadio Olimpico for yeah. last year in Napoli. Um, yeah, no, they're a very nice team to play also on FIFA. Did yeah. one as Anderlecht for a bit, which was quite good as well. Interesting. Hamburg, I'm with Inter Milan at the moment. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Spygate, any problem, Jack? Or I don't have a problem with it at all. I just think it's. I mean, it's. It has become quite entertaining, but I just think it's. It's fine if you can get away with it and do your homework on, on your opposing teams. Why not? As he said, he's been doing it his whole career, and I doubt he's the only manager to do it. Right, it's come out that he has, but I've got a feeling a lot of top managers mm-hmm. probably um, have similar techniques. So no, I, I'm. I'm not bothered by it at all. I don't know if anyone yeah. else. I knows. think everyone's kind yeah, of reached that point. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I think a lot of Derby fans are still quite upset about it all. So we don't want to upset our friend uh, Ute. Utility Ram, who tweets in most weeks. Ute. Thank you for that, Ute. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your real name, Ute? <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, I admire Mr. Bielsa's ways. Um, there's a good chapter in a book that I've been reading and finished over Christmas on Pep Guardiola by Guillaume Balaguer about Bielsa and how uh, Guardiola and Bielsa had an 11 hour chat in uh, Rosario. Rosario. Um, over a barbecue which involved them using chairs as players in the garden like garden furniture as players talking about uh, tactics um, and it involved Bielsa marking a chair so that was quite a warming story and he is a very warming character there's a story about him driving the pretty much the whole length of Argentina which is a long drive to go, and, to go and scout a player uh, in his I can't remember what car it was I can find out in in not long but it's a great story and I quite like I quite like Mr BLC he works 9 till 7 every day which is also very interesting as you can tell I'm very fascinated by BLC <laughs> There is quite a good article actually that um, you've written on, on the website, which you should definitely go and check out, listeners. Um, it's a good little piece. Lewis is going to try and find out how long that drive is through Argentina. In the meantime, Ashley Cole is back, Barney. As a former left back yourself, um, what do you make of it? I don't like Ashley Cole very much. I um, I blame him actually for not setting a good enough example to me as a young left back for the reason that I didn't make it as a professional footballer. Interesting. Couldn't you expand on that any further? Uh, well, I think he's. I think both um, his conduct as a man and also uh, generally is. 
I think he was a pretty. I think he was actually quite an average player. I mean, a lot of people. And, uh, there's a, there's a lot of. Sure I know, I know. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I really, do, I really don't like any of the English Chelsea players from that sort of 2006. When you say don't like, there's a don't like, and you say you don't think any of them were good. Uh, I think they were all really bad. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, having, you're not having Lampard. You're not I don't like Terry. No, don't like John Terry. Uh, John I Cole? don't mind Joe Cole. To be fair. But I think that's because he got out of Chelsea, mm-hmm. right. and so I don't identify with him as purely one of those Chelsea players too much. But yeah, Ashley Cole, Frank Lampard, John Terry, I think they are everything that was wrong with that's English football for a while. I don't actually think. Well, no, maybe I do think that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to commit to saying it. Certainly John Terry. I'll just stick with John Terry. Ashley He's, Cole, yeah. I don't like very much. I also don't like Frank Lampard very much. But no, they weren't everything that was wrong with English football. Right, so John Terry's football. useless, Frank Lampard's awful, <laughs> Ashley Cole's terrible. We've been fired with football. Thank you very much. Um, what, did you have something to add there? I was yeah. just going to make a brief side that actually I think Joe Cole is a bit of an underratedly handsome footballer. <laughs> yeah. okay. I um, saw that I didn't see that coming. I think, at some point. Yeah, yeah that's what I saw. And it was yeah. when he was a pundit and he's kind of shaved his head and he's got a bit of stubble. And I just thought, yeah, yeah. that's a handsome man. Really? I can't see that. But he also yeah. I can, I've never thought it, but I can now. Yeah. He's got a very nice shaved head. Yeah. Very In the meantime, Lewis Steele has found out the car where he's now got a. It's a Fiat Panda 30. <laughs> so if you if you sat at home, Google image Fiat Panda 30, and you'll laugh. Like you will. <laughs> it's the sort of car that you could imagine your. It's a bit beaten up. Grandma driving in the 1970s, and this is Mr. Marcelo Bielsa driving this from one side of Argentina to the other, which fascinates me a lot. Which is quite way. a long way. <laughs> I might quit the course and write a book on Marcelo Bielsa. Wait, did he drive the width or the length of Argentina? Because it's quite a long country. It's very long. The width is pretty much the full length of South America. Uh, the length is pretty much the full length of South America. That's what I was thinking. Oh. I was in a Fiat Panda, that would be... Let me find out for you. Would you look so beaten up? <laughs> um, but yeah, fair play to Bielsa. Uh, I've also got Who Am I, actually? Have we got, Barney's come up for the good Ooh, with the trivia question. Yeah, it's quite a nice one, I think. So rather than doing um, teammates, I've just got some facts on this player. Oh um, so he won the Champions League. Uh, he won a golden ball at the Euros. He scored 48 goals for a Turkish club and he won the FA Cup. That's an interesting career. It is, um, yeah. He won the Champions League. He did win the Champions League. He was top scorer at the Euros. Yeah. He scored 48 goals for a Turkish club. Correct. He must have been there and a And was the one other thing? He won the FA Cup. And he won the FA Cup. Won the Champions League. He must have been in Turkey a while then. Can we ask questions yeah, about well, it? Yeah, what is it? You c- yeah. <laughs> what, other, what other questions? <laughs> he won the FA Cup at Chelsea. Should I answer that question? Whether yes or no. No. Oh, no. no. Is it Robin Van Persie? No, it's not, but I'm just saying if that is possible. I don't know, I don't, <laughs> he did, might be actually. Did, he did, no, he's, he's not won the Champions won, League, has he? He's not won the Champions League, I don't think he's been the top scorer yeah. or anything. No, I was just thinking about Turkey, he was quite good at... That's a tough one, isn't it? Um, it is. While they're thinking about that, I'll just uh, also mention that the side's got a bit quiet recently over at 5W Football, but it is, it is coming back. We've got a new feature, Crest of the Week, which is the brainchild of Lewis Steele. Um... 
You've been doing a bit of crest work, haven't you? Is that particular? Yeah, I like uh, I like crests. Um, I got given a book as a Christmas present um, from my mother on football club crests, and she said when I opened it, um, when she was ordering it, all her friends at work were laughing about it, thinking. Who would want to read a book on football crests? <laughs> and I, I yeah, like the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've seen the book. It's I've, a good, it's it a good read on a long Sunday afternoon drive down Argentina. It's, it's more of a, uh, yeah, it's more of a <laughs> yeah, reference book audiobook. sort of reference mm. book rather than one that you read cover to cover. It's like, let's have a look in that book for five minutes, and that's what I've been doing. We've had two editions. We've had Sampdoria and the Smoking Sailor of Genoa, which. Um, that crest nearly got removed by Italian authorities as it promoted the idea of smoking. And we also had uh, Locomotive Moscow and the train. I call them the Russian railway men, which I quite like. You've given them... Is yeah, I trust you. Yeah, no, I, I give them that name. <laughs> Are you definitely the first person? I'm not indicting them as the Russian version of Crew Alexandra. I think they whenever the we mention <laughs> Locomotive Moscow now, we should only refer to them as... The, the Russian, Russian Railway. Railway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were made in a factory, which is quite... I think we should generally try and give European clubs, like, nicknames that we just yeah. we just decide sound better than them. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, oh, we've got another question. We've got one from Catherine Batty, who has asked, how long can Barney talk about holes unbeaten run for? Which you've kind of already done, so I'm going to steer away from that a little bit, but... I think, think I did, did it for quite a long time. I did it for a while. Well, I, I actually, would answer yeah. that by saying probably not as long as you think. Because you, <laughs> you did say that you weren't really sure. You're a bit flabbergasted as to why they're doing so well. Yeah, I don't so, have a very good explanation. No. For so I'm going to answer that by saying not as long as you think. but hopefully Not as long as he talks about shaving. Yeah, he's... Yeah. 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 We won't mention that you watch 70 guys shaving and redding each day, but if you think about that, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> we will get, we are getting those adverts in. Yeah. Um, we've done Jack Perry's question, he's also he's kindly turned up to answer it, uh, which is a good An excellent question. Uh, Alex Alton has asked us a slightly difficult question, which we'll nevertheless try to tackle. He asks, in relation to the news of Man City allegedly circumventing, great word, the FFP rules, what are their opinions on corruption in football? Do they think that the game can be properly regulated? So, FFP, obviously, the financial fair play regulations, they've always seemed a little bit un unclear. There's always these rumours that certain clubs are easily able to get away with it simply because they're who or their chairman may be or what kind of investors they've got. There's always been a few suggestions that certain clubs get away with it more than others. Um, in terms of do do they think the game can be properly regulated? I think yes, it can, um, but there's always gonna be. It's impossible to have a kind of. It's very difficult to keep everything completely fair, as you were. There's yeah. always gonna be slight. I think it's hard just because the game's so ruled by money now. Like money is the, mm. the crux of everything in football. So like, that's always gonna get you what you want essentially. Like, and I just. I just you're right. I think technically you could do it, but in actuality, it's a different matter, isn't yeah. it? Like, I mean, there's so many levels you can talk about regulation in the game. I mean, talk on the most basic level when you're watching a game is obviously every week you see penalties given for some things, and then they don't get given for exactly the same offences in, in other fixtures. And then you've also got the background of the next World Cup, which just seems inherently corrupt to start yeah. with so how the FFP thing is kind of you know beneath that framework of having the World Cup in Qatar so 
Well, I asked him what his views were on it, actually. Um, oh, yeah. And he said, I, I don't know if he was being serious, but he said um, uh, we should have a UN for football, like a U- United Nations sort of, because they've got the United <coughs> Nations Charter, which says what you can and can't do. So we could maybe implement some sort of rule book, sort of, obviously, be more of a... That's set down FIFA, basically. Yeah, position. but FIFA are very corrupt, like a aren't they? Body yeah. To FIFA yeah, that regulates like FIFA. a regulatory body because we have obviously the set blatter corruption scandal. Yeah, there's been a lot of scandals in the last ten years, and I quite, I won't say I like them, but they're quite <laughs> strangely good to happen. I quite enjoy yeah. them. <laughs> I enjoyed Calcio Poli or whatever. Oh, it was. everyone Calcio Poli. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> that's the match fixing scandal in Italy for anyone who isn't aware. Who, uh, who isn't an Italian football expert like ourselves, you should say. <laughs> Lewis Steele loves Italian football. Well, I don't know if you actually do. I think you like... The you idea like to of put, it. You like to put across the idea that you're, you're into Italian football. I'm not actually sure how into it you are. Uh, well... <laughs> well, <laughs> well you say pretty accusatory. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually for defamation there. Um, that's, that could really lower me in the right minds of my rightful I'm fingers. I'm a little bit worried that Frank Lampard and John Terry might be suing me for defamation after I said... Would Frank Lampard? I don't think you're the first to... I'd yeah, just like to say now... I don't think they are everything that's wrong with English football. I don't want to apologise. Well, you made it clear. I'm not, not apologising. I'm just just you made it clear that it was an opinion, so yeah. you could use the honest opinion. Yeah, I didn't back it up very well, though, did I? Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, how's that quiz question coming along? Has anyone yeah. got any shout? It's. I think it's a really. It's going to be Santiago Munez or something, isn't it? Like that? Cause Santiago be... Munez was Mexican, so he couldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead. The legend of Santiago lives on. Um, there will be an article on Santiago Munez coming up at 5 Football. As well Look as Fabio Quagliarella. Mm. Um, what a and in my love quest for Italian football, maybe also Toto Di Natale. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar players, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so that's why I didn't want to do them both, and I got a bit stuck on which one to do, and oh. I got a bit invested in another scandal, which was Quagliera's stalking scandal. Yeah. You don't know about it. I don't know about that. I yeah, I thought you were the one that told uh, so us about it. Oh, it was in it was in Kieran Ahuja's article. So what what happened was he he's from just outside of Naples. There is Boyo Club. Mm. He got the big move to Naples in X year. Can't I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, was very good, but he was being stalked in Naples. Had had death threats. Had a coffin sent to his house with his name on it, stuff like that. Um, and his his parents were like really scared that there was going to be like an attempt on his life, so he had to leave Naples, and he moved to Juve, who are like arch rivals with Napoli in Serie A from like the the Berlusconi sort of era. Um, and obviously he was hated by Napoli. And he couldn't say, I'm moving because I'm being stalked. He just basically said, I'm moving to Juventus. Mm. And he got called a money grabber and stuff. And now it's all come out and he's must be, how old is he? Is he quite old? He's 35, 6, and he's uh, still banging him in at Sampdoria. Is, yeah. He's got a pension for the spectacular as well. Who is that? What's that quiz question then? Would you like to reveal no, the answer? Can you give us maybe two clues? Can you reel off some golden ball winners from the Orange? No, I can't. I can't. That's, that's my stumbling block. No, I can't, but that's not, that wasn't the side I was approaching it from. I was thinking more of the FA Cup and okay, the so, I mean, goals in Turkey. 
I think yeah, he's I'd probably retired him. now. He might if he's still going. See, I, I was think I just talked myself into thinking it was Ruud van Nistelrooy, but then realised that he's never played in Turkey, so. I also don't think he yeah, wants probably doesn't even meet any Could other you tell Europe? us what, um, <laughs> what region of Europe he's from, like North West yeah, East? He's from Eastern Europe, but the West, West of the East. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, not not the far Is that not the centre? Is that the centre? Yeah, he is from Central Europe. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I, 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 I tend the, to think of it as sort of much more like, so like bipolar sort of way, like you've got the west and the east and nothing in between at all. <laughs> Just a cabinet, <laughs> a cabinet pit of Eastern European footballers. Is he um, from the Czech Republic? Because they were very good at the Euros in 2000 and. Milan Barros. Yeah, it's Milan Barros. Very happy about that. How did you think (laughs) of that question? Talk us through how you devised it. Um, I went, how did I get to Milan Barros? I'm not actually sure, but I seem to generally on who am I for some reason go for players who played for Liverpool sort of around sometime in the mid nineties. I don't know why. The sort of Gerard Houllier. Zen then, I think. Yeah, when I, I was trying to think of one, I was thinking of, do you remember Igor Ivan Biscam, Biscam yeah, whatever so his name is? He, 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 he could have been, I think he was, yeah. If I had to guess, I'd say. No, he's Croatian, I think. I think he's Croatian. Yeah, yeah you're it's right. It's easy to get confused yeah, yeah. in Croatia and Czech Republic yeah. um, from a Western European perspective. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was a very good Czech team, wasn't it? It was yeah. an excellent. Nedved, Rizicki, Jan Koller. Big Koller, yeah, big big old Koller. He was at Dortmund, was he? Yeah. Where did they Monday. finish in that Euros? Um, Semi finals. Yeah. They lost to, to Portugal. Or did they lose to Greeks? Port. I don't know. I can't My think main memories from that World Cup. Was it not quite a good was. game? Was it not quite high scoring? And it was like 3 2 to Portugal. There, there, there was a very good game in that Euros that was Czech Republic Holland in the group stages. That was 3 2 to Czech Republic. Oh, maybe that was a very good I game. Yeah. Ah, they lost to Greece. I've just Googled it. It was uh, Delos. In extra Delos. time. It went yeah. to extra time as well. So Greece have got some great sounding players' names. You've yeah. got Karagounis. Yeah. Fantastic. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I think we're just about coming towards the, the conclusion of this show. It's been fantastic. Um, we haven't talked about football as much as we usually do, but we do like to think that the contributions we've offered in terms of um, grooming and also DIY and home care have been have been enjoyed by you, listener. Uh, please do let us know if you had enjoyed it. Maybe give us a topic for next week. Maybe you would like us to go into a bit more detail on energy-saving light bulbs. Um, maybe you don't. Maybe you just like us to talk about the footy a little bit more. But... Lewis Steele, thank you very much for Thank you, I've just devised a topic for next week but I'll maybe save it for next week but thank you for having me Andrew Thank you Jack Perry, turn up to Andrew in question Uh, and Barney Stevenson, thank Thank you you very much much. I will prep the outro jingle and then and then we'll go (laughs) 